Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered your body is, and how much stress and exertion you put on your body throughout the day. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, and heart rate variability that can be used as an indicator for how to approach your day. The app has built-in features like Strain Coach, which gives you target exertion goals to work out optimally at your body's recovery level. Whoop automatically detects and categorizes your activities so there's no need to start and stop your workout. You can analyze your heart rate throughout the entirety of your workout and also track your calories burned, max heart rate, and average heart rate. It's the perfect way to train. The app also has a built-in sleep coach which lets you know how much sleep you should be getting based on your expected activity level for the following day so you can wake up and be recovered based on your performance goals. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code VELONEWS at checkout. Go to Whoop whoop.com and enter VeloNews at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. Optimize your performance with Whoop today. Hello, VeloNews listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at VeloNews, coming at you with another VeloNews tech podcast. And today we're talking clothing, and we're talking clothing because, quite frankly, there are piles of it, piles of it around my home and my office. <laughs> like I am drowning in it. Uh, and I'm not the only one. Uh, senior editor Betsy Welch is joining me today. Betsy, how are you? I'm good. Also drowning yes. in piles of clothing, specifically yes. bib shorts. Yeah, let's let's talk about how incredibly pleasant it is to be drowning in chamois. <laughs> <laughs> so Betsy and I have been testing uh, a lot of bibs lately, <laughs> a ridiculous amount of bibs lately. Um, so we thought it would be good. I mean, you know, as as these reviews trickle out on Velo News. Um, we, we thought it'd be good to kind of talk about some of the things that we've learned over the last, uh, several months of testing bibs, uh, things that make bibs great, things that make bibs horrible, uh, things we want to improve, uh, and, and really just kind of, you know, what, what has made this experience, uh, what, what, what we, what this experience has revealed for us about riding clothing in general, um, so, you know, I think uh, I think first and foremost, it's it's important to sort of talk about what, what we've been talking, what we've been testing specifically. I mean, you know, uh, bibs is a is a pretty broad category and there's you know now there's mountain bike bibs and there's gravel bibs and there's road bibs. And, you know, there's all sorts of different categories of bibs. But frankly, I mean, bibs are bibs, right? They've got straps, they've got chamois, they've, they're tight. And, you know, we, we walk around in public in them and people laugh at us. So, um Betsy, let's let's start with um, some of of all the bibs that you've been um, uh, testing lately. Let's talk about differentiation uh, in broad strokes. Uh, what are some of the things that you've noticed that differ quite drastically from bib to bib? Well, first, I'll say that um, uh, we are at a point where you know every pair of bibs I receive is a women's specific bib, um, whether that just means it's, um, got women's written on the, the tag or that it actually has features that make it different than the bibs you're receiving. Um, that varies brand to brand, but, um, I am getting women's bibs. Then, you know, from there, there are, I feel like they kind of break down into two main categories. And one is, do they have a, what should we call it? Uh, P ability feature, the P um, escape. Yeah. The P escape. The, <laughs> I don't know. We could have fun with that, but yeah. uh, we'll just say, yeah. Do they have the ability for ease of peeing, um, or not? And 
surprisingly, you know, these are all, again, women's specific. They do not all have a P feature. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But to me, that's something that really differentiates um, a, a pair of shorts you would get versus a pair of shorts I would get. Sure. And that's interesting because, you know, as as a uh, not woman who doesn't have to deal with things like a, a P escape hatch, uh, all I have to do is, you know, pull the front down and I'm fine. Um, that's a, you know, that's a consideration, uh, that further complicates bib design. And I think that's interesting because, you know, when I review a pair of bibs, it's all about the chamois and the fit and the, the bib straps. And you've got this whole different thing, this whole X factor, uh, that even if they get all the other things, right, uh, it's still, you know, could be a, a pair of bib shorts that you might not love. I mean, how important to you is the P ability factor? Is that like top priority? Yeah, you know, it is. At first it was like, I was, you know, totally wrapped around the axle about it. Like if they don't have a P feature, like, but I I have to say, I've, I've tried, I've tested some shorts that don't have the P feature that are really awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a woman, you just get used to it. Like you have to take off all your clothes to pee and sorry, like it's going to take me longer to pee and you're going to see my sports bra and maybe my ass and everything else. So you get used to it and you're kind of like whatever about it. But on the other hand, it's, you know, we're, it's 2020. Like we should be able to do this, um, with a pair of shorts, Mm -hmm. uh, make it easier for, for women to pee. So I would say it still ranks very high on my list of, um, what I want in a short. Okay. Uh, And in terms of the, the pee ability factor, which I, I, I'm really staying on this because I just enjoy saying P ability, uh, <laughs> P escape hatch. Uh, but, you know, some systems work differently than others. There's zippers and there's clips and buckles. And uh, in your experience so far, what has been the best system? Um, it's a good question. And I think I'm still figuring out what I like the best. Um, you know, to make the P feature, there's other compromises to the short. So you can't, you almost can't talk about the, the P ability feature without talking about what they're doing, um, to make that possible. Mm -hmm. So like Velocio, for example, um, has a, I think they call theirs the P free technology. And basically it allows you to pull the shorts down, um, and around your butt and kind of just like stick your butt out and pee out the back. But in order to keep the sort of, um, tight, close feeling, they, they do a lot in the front. So there's like this huge mesh panel and sort of feels like this coat of armor. So there's, there's a lot of, I think, um, compromise involved when you make a pee feature, um, shorts that have a, um, like a clip in back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to get away with less sort of like smothering on the front side. Um, the shorts tend to sort of stand up alone and then there's a, a clip in the back. Um, and, and I kind of like that. I really am not a huge fan of the sort of smothering mesh panel over my the front of my chest. Um, and then Perlazumi has um, same thing as Velocio where you can drop the butt and pee out the back, but they don't have um, anything, um, flattening your chest. They just have a kind of a chest clip in the front that, um, joins the two suspenders together. Again, you have to keep, um, something has to sort of cinch and, and keep everything tight Mm -hmm. while still allowing that flexibility to pull the backside down. So I get it. Like, I think maybe if you were a design engineer, you'd, you'd maybe find it an interesting challenge. Right. 
through all this, I'm just basically uh, counting my blessings that <laughs> my job is my job is clearly easier than yours right now. <laughs> Mine is like, yes, these shorts do cover my body. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is is really a testament to sort of the challenges that engineers are facing right now um, in women's clothing, and I think that's you know kudos to them first of all for trying i mean that's that seems like an incredibly difficult uh problem to solve um and and frankly i mean in, even in the recent past you know these options haven't existed there's just been like you're stuck with a dude's design um and so you know at least we're, we're having this conversation and i think that's it's important to know that what you're doing right now could influence you know designs in the future we're probably still in that refinement stage um but beyond peeability, I think you and I do kind of mesh on some of the things we do look for in a good pair of bib shorts. Um, and personally, you know, for me, uh, I, I'm a little bit precious about bib straps, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But for me, the biggest, uh, most important uh, consideration for any bib short is the chamois. Um, and I personally have opinions <laughs> about chamois. But I want to talk a little bit first, uh, Betsy, about your experience with chamois. I mean... It's it, there's all sorts of uh, marketing speak about chamois out there about which one is you know cushioned appropriately in this area and and you know is it should it be sewn all the way through or should you know the the stitching stop and let it float with your body blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you look for in a chamois? I mean, essentially, what, when you sit down on a bike and in a new pair of bibs and you need to talk about what that chamois doing for you, I mean, what's what are the things you're looking for? I mean. I think really what I'm looking for is like, is to not notice anything, Right. you know, I, I like the, the, the less, the better, the thinner, the better, the, the more minimal, the better, um, you know, and that, that sort of could segue into a conversation about bike fit, but, but anyway, you know, all things considered, if you have a perfect bike fit and you have a great saddle, you really shouldn't, I don't think be relying on a chamois for, for too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that said, I think one of the nice things about bibs is it, it does help achieve that a little bit. Um, you don't necessarily feel the chamois sort of like bunching up in the front because the bibs are pulling it, you know, closer to your body, mm -hmm. um, which I think does help a little bit with, you know, sort of being able to forget that it's, it's not there. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I, the last thing I want to be thinking about in my ride is my chamois. And if I notice it, that means there's probably a problem. Um, yeah. but that said, I will say, you know, I do personally, you know, I think a lot of people talk, uh, about the diaper feeling of mm -hmm. having a thick, a chamois that's too thick. Um, and I get that it's, it's uncomfortable to, to have this thing kind of pressing against you and it feels hot and, and uncomfortable, but I will say, you know, there's been times um, where I've done, you know, grand fondos or really long rides, um, where I have appreciated that extra cushion. And, and I think the reason is less because, oh man, I'm spending four or five, six hours in a saddle and more that as that time goes on, my body position suffers. Um, I'm tired. I'm not holding my body in the position it should be in. So, you know, yeah, you, you mentioned bike fit and that's probably the biggest factor to comfort. But even if you have a perfect bike fit, as you ride, you get tired and your body is not doing what it should be doing or as it does when it's, when it's fresh. And I think in that sense, it's nice to have a chamois that can kind of forgive a little bit of that. Um, but on a daily ride, hour and a half, two hours, 
I want something pretty minimalist. I want something that's going to disappear. I don't have to think about it. Um, so in that sense, you know, it almost to me feels like I should have two different types of bib shorts, one for those really long days on the bike and one for mm -hmm. sort of my everyday riding. Um, that's just me. I mean, and, you know, and I, like I said, I'm a little precious about things at this point because I've tried so many and ridden so many bad pairs of bib shorts. Um, let's talk, uh, about, you know, we, we know the chamois is important, um, but we know also that, um, you know, there are other ways to be comfortable on the bike and the chamois should only complement that. Um, some of the other things about bib shorts, uh, probably the most important is, is compression. Uh, and I think just like the chamois, there's sort of a fine line to walk here. Um, what do, what are your thoughts on, on how tight or not tight the bib shorts should be? Well, I think this is a very personal question. So I, in no way I'm speaking on behalf of, of all women here. Um, but you know, it's sort of like, what's your, what's your, what are you going out to do? You know, are you racing? Are you going on a, a 10 hour gravel ride? Um, are you going mountain biking? Um, I, I, I will say that bibs have like, <laughs> I mean, I used to be the like, riding in the Patagonia baggies or the whatever, like don't put anything tight on me. Um, and I have learned to appreciate that feeling of, of slight compression. However, I, I really don't like the super, super tight, um, cycling shorts or bib shorts. One, um, like for my purposes, which aren't usually short, fast races, um, it's just, it's just not comfortable for longer rides. Um, the other thing is I think those shorts can tend to like, you know, the, the sausage leg effect and sort of the, the, the feel of the fit. Mm -hmm. Um, if that makes sense, it's just, it can really kind of impact your overall ride. Like if you're not feeling good in the shorts, if they feel too tight or they're digging into your legs, um, to me that defeats any sort of intended purpose of, of compression, yeah. which maybe I'm not even sure what the intended purpose of compression is. <laughs> and that's a fair point. I mean, I mean, the idea that we're supposed to wear tight pants on the bike, you know, where does that come from? I mean, you know, is it, is it vanity? Is it, uh, aerodynamics is it you know blood flow blah 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 i mean there's a lot of factors that, that go in there and i think ultimately what it comes down to is comfort and comfort is fast so i mean you, like right. you said anytime you're thinking about these features it's probably a detriment to your riding um so you know in terms of the the uber tight race bibs uh sure if it helps you feel fast go for it um does it does it promote blood flow maybe i don't know uh, i mean honestly i don't know I, Sometimes it feels good and sometimes it just feels like it's, you know, a boa constrictor on a 95 degree day. And I want to, the first thing I want to do is get out of these stupid shorts when, as soon as I get off the bike. Um, and, but I have a friend that, you know, he, he runs a clothing company and, uh, he often says that, you know, it's worth, uh, spending more money on your clothing because, you know, that's what dictates your comfort on the bike. And so you should choose something that is, you know, designed for that purpose and that might cost a little bit more money. And I think there's something to that, maybe not the money end of it, but definitely paying more attention to your clothing. And, you know, regardless of the aerodynamic benefits or the, the, uh, blood flow benefits, if it's just not comfortable, that's just nothing but mental stress for you on the bike. Um, so I think you have a point. I think there's a fine line, uh, for compression. I, th I personally, if I'm riding a road bike, 
I, I like the tight fit. I feel like it makes me feel faster. It feels like there's less flapping and there's less whatever. Um, that could be psychosomatic. Um, but on the mountain bike, like I don't need, I don't wear bibs on a mountain bike. Yeah. I, don't know about, I don't know about you, but like the last thing I want on my mountain bike is something constrictive. Um, maybe that's just sort of the zenness of mountain biking. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't want to be constricted. I want to be loose and free and, and, you know, I'm starting to get into a self-help here book. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> well, it's just funny because like, I mean, for me, I mean, shit, we're talking spandex here. Like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely my legs. Um, I, I don't know how anything could not be tight. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> anyway so the very nature of of these shorts is that they're form-fitting and they're snug um so for me like i don't need any extra compression compression beyond that um you know if it'll make me go way faster i guess i'm willing to try but i i just i don't i don't buy it yeah i mean well obviously you know pro racers aren't going to you know hit the tour de france in baggies you know and and so obviously there's a function here um you know, but for, like I said, I think it goes back to, and like we, like you said, it goes back to really what kind of riding you're doing. I mean, if you're full on racer, uh, yeah, obviously you want something snug fitting. You want, you don't want any flapping. Um, if there are benefits to be had from compression and blood flow and all that, you, you want that. I, I get it entirely. Um, yeah. For me, for longer rides, uh, I want comfort. I want support. I don't want the chamois moving around. Yep. Um, I don't want bunching. Those are the more important things to me. Um, and then in mountain bikes, you know, I don't want anything. I just, you know, I wear, I wear liner shorts, I wear baggies and and that's it. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered your body is and how much stress and exertion you put on your body throughout the day. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate and heart rate variability that can be used as an indicator for how to approach your day. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code VELONEWS at checkout. Go to Whoop. W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter VeloNews at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. Optimize your performance with Whoop today. Um, but I do want to get back to the comfort angle because this is this is one of my uh, pet peeves. And I mention this in every single review. And I always get people on Twitter or Facebook saying, don't you think you're being a little a little ridiculous about this? And, and the, the answer is no, because this is a, a comfort concern specific to me. And I think, well, not specific to me. That I mean, it's, it's specific to a lot of people. Uh, and that's bib straps. And um, bib straps, to me, can go wrong very easily, even on a good pair of shorts. Um, and so at this point, all I want is lay-flat straps. I want those laser-cut lay-flat straps. I don't want anything with seams on them. Because, yeah. because what happens is they bunch up. And next thing you know, they're like cutting into my my shoulder and, and rubbing over the the course of time, um, and that to me is a, just a distraction. Um, so, Betsy, what's your feeling on bib straps? Are you as precious about it as I am? <laughs> uh, maybe not quite, but you know, it is something I've been pretty intrigued at how almost every pair of shorts I have has like a different strap. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm both the way it lays on the body, the material. Um, yeah, I mean, some of them are like sort of thick, like stretchy bands. Some of them are just fabric with no seams or, um, some of them are more like a, 
I don't know, like a bathing suit strap. I mean, they really run the gamut. Mm -hmm. I will say that for these, all these shorts being women specific, um, with the exception of just a few, they do all take into consideration, um, like where they lie on the, on the chest. And that's really nice. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think women want these tight bib straps like falling directly over their breasts. So most of them do have like a sort of off, off center uh, lie, which I really appreciate. Does that affect? Uh, does that affect the the support of the shorts at all? Like, it, it does it pull differently? Um, it seems like the back, the construction of the back of the bibs almost affects that more, whether it's a racer back or a cross back or like a full mesh panel. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, um, maybe that's a consideration that these designers have, have been, uh, considering is that like, instead of having where the bib strap lies in front, um, determine how well the shorts stay up or how well it feels. They're putting it into the back where it's not going to like smash your chest. And I think that's good. Yeah. And I think that's actually a design across gender because, you know, a lot of, uh, the higher end bibs that I've tested, uh, have some sort of a mesh panel up the back now where the, and that, that serves a couple of functions, but perhaps most importantly is it, it provides a place to secure the back of the straps as it runs up your back. And I think that keeps the straps in place more over your shoulders. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, over the years for me, the biggest problem has just been straps wandering and sort of moving mm. on my shoulder blades as I move. And then they bunch up and start to, to chafe my shoulders. And I think those mesh back panels uh, can help solve that, you know, by, you know, it doesn't really constrict uh, ventilation too much, but it also provides some structure in the back, which is really important. Uh, there are bibs out there that do it differently. Like, for example, um, Velocio is, has a really interesting, like the, the straps kind of cross in the back. Yeah. Um, which I, I can't tell you how many times I put those on incorrectly. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. putting, it's like putting your hoodie on backwards, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're terrified. You're looking into the, the wrong side of your hood. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Velocio straps cross in the back. And I think that's an attempt as well to sort of keep the straps, um, the pressure of those straps hedging toward the middle of your back rather than toward the outside of your shoulders. Um, and I think that's a good design. I know Pearl Izumi does a, a laser cut strap, which I love. It's super, super, super comfortable. And mm-hmm. These are cut. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When it's got that raw edge kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, theirs go, theirs has sort of a, a, a really lightweight material that goes right up the center of your back. And then the bib straps sort of branch off from there right around, right around the base of your neck. Those types of features I think are really important because I think that's what helps not only stabilize the straps and keep them from moving on your shoulders, but it also helps stabilize the back of the shorts. And I think that's where you can get a lot of the excess material issues. So if those straps are not pulling uh, appropriately or evenly, um, you can get bunching. You can kind of get that feeling like, uh, you know, you've got, you know, diaper butt even without the diaper. Um, It's just too much material back there. Uh, So even, you know, to me, what makes a great pair of bibs, if I had to, if I had to nail it down onto one thing that's make or break, it's for me, it's always the straps. Always. you know, that for, for a lot of people, that's the chamois. For the, a lot of people, that's the leg hems. And let's talk a little bit about leg hems, shall we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't we all love those? Um, so, um, you know, I'm the kind of cyclist right now that, you know, shave my legs, don't need to. There's really no reason for me to shave my legs except for the fact that I'm in photos. Um, but, you know, a lot of women out there shave their legs 
regularly. And so silicone leg grippers are maybe not as big of a deal for, for women. Am I, am I mistaking there? But I know for guys who have hair on their legs, silicone grippers are very much a point of contention. Um, oh, wow. Well, it's funny because um, on when we rode the other day, um, I noticed that I think you and Ben both had smoother legs than me. Yeah. Like I had the hairiest legs. Yeah, and I I'm was, not going to lie, Betsy. I noticed too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was going, wow, what does this say about yeah. about What a weird have? culture we live in. <laughs> it's like so bizarre. Um, um, but yeah, I mean – that's funny because like I do, I do go long periods without shaving, especially, you know, given coronavirus and it was just winter and things like that. And I have never noticed my leg hair being a problem mm-hmm. with those silicone grippers. Um, and leg hair aside, I just have to say that every time I get a pair of shorts now that still has a like a leg band and doesn't have that raw cut with the grippers, I'm just like why? Yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. tell me why you're doing this. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'm not particularly vain or self-conscious, but like nobody likes yeah. sausage leg. Yep. And I, I mean, I don't know. Do you get it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, again, I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm revealing myself as, as precious in a lot of things. <laughs> But it always I, happens when we do podcasts together. I, I know. It. I have these realizations that I'm just kind of a wuss. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, the leg, the hems for me are interesting. You know, I just recently reviewed a pair of shorts that had that silicone gripper around the hem and, and it was, it was, it was just too tight and it was pinching in a, in a, not only for my own vanity, which as a dude who shaves his legs, okay, let's talk about vanity, shall we? <laughs> um, but you know, it presses and it does make your leg look weird, first of all. But second of all, it was one of those things I noticed. And I, like we said before, if you notice it, it's probably not good. Um, and so, you know, I know with, you know, I, I, I agree. I think it should all be like laser cut, really clean, um, but also those silicone leg grippers are there so that they keep the shorts from riding up. So they serve an important function. However, yeah. I would say as somebody, you know, I, I look at Betsy, look at my hair right now. You know, I got a lot of hair, right? Like, so <laughs> if I don't shave my legs, it's, it's like a lot of hair on my legs and those silicone grippers pull on the hairs and it's really uncomfortable. Huh. Uh, so, you know, how do you create that stability in the leg hem without those silicone grippers? That's another tough design challenge. Um, and I think one of the ways that bib shorts designers have done that is with sort of that big, you know, three inch hem. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've had really comfortable experiences with those as well because, you know, they could be laser cut right on the hem, but then you've got that four inches of more compressive material, but then that meets a seam. And, you know, again, when you start talking about seams and, and rubbing and things like that, um, not only does it cause that sausage leg look, but it also provides another potential place for friction. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really, boy, it's a hard line to walk. I don't envy, you know, <laughs> these designers who have to come, you know, figure all these things out. Um, but I think when you talk, again, about different types of chamois or bib shorts, I should say, um, and the intended purpose, you know, I've tested everything from $50 shorts to $400 shorts. And I think you're talking about different audiences there. 
Um, the $400 short to me should be for the guy who's shaving his leg or the girl that's shaving their legs because they're racers. And in that sense, it should have a very, you know, clean look, um, compressive fit. But for those of us who are like, yeah, I'm going to go out for a three hour ride with my buddies and I don't necessarily need to look like a Peter Sagan, you know, and I, I don't shave my legs cause that's dumb. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, it kind of is, um, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's totally fine to have those big hems that um, don't have the silicone grippers. Um, do you do you agree or disagree? Because I know you're not a big fan of the the big hem. Yeah, I I'm just not, and I also like. For me, it's like if my short like rolls up, yeah. you know, a little bit. Like that's not like a big deal. <laughs> Right. You know, but there are, there are people for whom they don't they want that thing to stay in place at all costs. Um, to me, I, you know, I guess revealing something about myself is like I don't like the way sausage legs look. In fact, it took me a long time to wear lycra shorts in the first place mm-hmm. um, for you know similar sort of just self conscious reasons. Like it's it's it's, <laughs> they're pretty revealing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the, I mean, we're basically walking around. It's kind of funny if you stop and, and think about cyclists and sort of like how we parade ourselves around in the world. <laughs> like it's, this stuff is, is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, any attempts to make it sort of like less weird, less uncomfortable, because I do find those, those leg bands uncomfortable. I mean, I have like athletic muscular thighs and, um, uh, even if a bib short is the perfect fit, it's the correct size. Yeah. Leg bands never feel like they're the correct size. Right. Like they feel like they were part of another pair of shorts. Yeah. So I really do appreciate the raw cut with the leg grippers. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. And since I don't mind if it rolls up, you know, or curls up, um, if I like, you know, brush against something or, um, that's, that's a that's a real evolution that I like. Um, I'm sorry that you you Amazon hairy men, <laughs> but I'm really not sorry because I'm a yeah. little honored that you just called me Amazonian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that brings up a good point. I mean, you know, cyclist legs in general are kind of hard too because you've got the the spindly climber with their you know they're barely their legs, and then you got the sprinters with their massive barrel thighs, you know, and I, I hedge toward the sprinter end where I've got, you know, I've got pretty big thighs myself. And, and, you know, I think that's perhaps, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, that's why I, I don't have so much of an issue there. Um, but, you know, I also think about, you know, this kid I used to know, this is going back a ways. This is probably 2003, uh, fast as hell on a bike weighed about as much as one of my sneezes, you know, he's just not a big dude. And, you know, the extra small bibs at that time were baggy on him, you know, and, and I was, I was squeezing my way into a size medium, you know? And so again, it's just cycling is another one of those weird sports where the body types vary so drastically that really what this boils down to, and this should surprise absolutely no one is that any pair of bib shorts is just a matter of what's comfortable for you. Um, which is a frustrating thing to have to, you know, come to the conclusion of, but, you know, cause all we can do with our reviews is say, you know, this, this worked for us. And these are the things that we liked about it. Does that fit your interpretation of what makes good bib shorts? It may or may not. Um, so that's the tricky thing. Anytime you're dealing with, with clothing, um, here's, here's, um, 
did I mention I'm vain? Uh, let's talk colors. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's fun. Yeah. Um, so most of the bibs that I've gotten in recently are black. Uh, I don't know about you. Um, and so when I get ones that are not black, it's like, Whoa, this is exciting. Um, it's really easy to make a bad color, uh, scheme, but I've seen a couple good ones. Uh, what's been your experience lately? Um, in terms of bibs, uh, what's, what's been your favorite colors or what are the, like the trendy ones, which we look for in 2020. Let's set, let's set the trend right now. Everybody should know these are the colors of 2020, according to Betsy Welch and Dan Cavallari. Well, I'm with you. I get super excited when something not black shows up. Um, nothing wrong with black shorts, but you, you can have too many, I think. So um, <laughs> I got these awesome pearl um, bibs. I don't, I think they're called, I can't remember what they're called pro. Um, but they're this, I think the color is called like cosmic blue. So they're not just blue, but they're kind of like, yeah, they're super cosmic and you know, we need more fun these days. Can you hold it up? I want to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh yeah. So I've got, I've got the same blue cosmic. Well, no, I don't have the cosmic, but I've got that color. Uh, Oh, mine has like little, mine has design on it too, but it's not that. Yeah, um, these are um, super cool. I was very excited. I got another pair of blue bibs from Gore, just solid blue. But like again, wow, thank you. Yeah, um, I've been stoked on the blue too. I gotta say, and like Gore sent me their Cancellara collection. Those were sharp bibs. I mean, it's got that like dark bluish color, and uh, and then the the Pearl Azumi. Pearl Azumi's been killing it lately. I gotta say, um, yeah, they they they're one of those ones with a checkered past when it comes to aesthetics. Sorry guys, uh, <laughs> but but the new ones, man, so good, so good. Not not only just the looks, but the the, the colors. So kudos to them. Um, so blue, blue seems to be. Yeah, blue's cool. Blue's definitely cool. Um, you know, I think with bibs or recycling shorts in general, um, I'm not sure that I would ever like advocate for like light colors, um, both because my cycling clothes tend to get pretty, um, dirty and mucked up. And again, you know, there is a degree of sort of vulnerability in walking around in the, in the world with this skimpy stuff on. So, um, I'm not sure that I want white shorts or light pink or, you know, especially if they have leg bands now, that would be a horrible combination. But I do think that we, I think brands are realizing that people do want some individuality with their cycling clothes and people are sort of willing to like mix and match a little bit. I think Velocio does a great job with that. Some of these like big splashy florals that can look great with stripes Um, and um, machines for freedom also has some really fun prints. Um, And I, again, like the more the merrier, um, why not, why not just put it all out there? Because what you and I like um, somebody else really doesn't like. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and if you Google my name, um, I mean, 99% of the images that are on the internet of Dan Cavallari are of me in tights, <laughs> you know, like you would think yeah. well, I've just got like a tights fetish or something, but, uh, you don't want to see that in, in sheer white, <laughs> let's be honest. And right. I do have some jerseys, man. I, I have some, some jerseys that you just see right through. Um, and that's, you know, again, man, yeah, if you're modest, it's hard to find a light colored Jersey or bibs that would work for you. And, and frankly, I mean, any white garments that I've had while they look good on ride number one by ride number seven, they kind of had to take on that like brown tinge of Dan sweat. 
uh, nobody wants to see that. So yeah, maybe maybe avoid those those colors for now. Um, but I would say blue is definitely a good one. And I, I got to give kudos kudos to Velocio. They have a um, they sent me a kit that's like these green shorts with an orange top, and the combo just looks so good. Yeah, um, you know I I think that's that's killer. I think those those colors that are kind of um, I I do like black kit. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know. I really do enjoy colorful kits that, that get it right. Um, you know, I, I look back on, you know, the early two thousands when, you know, the, the designs were really outlandish and colorful and those are a little goofy. Um, there's a good way to pull off color. And I think, I think some brands are getting it. Pearl is definitely getting it. Velocio is definitely getting it. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I'm sure there's others that I'm not thinking of right now that are just getting it perfectly right. Um, you know, but black is safe. Um, and And it goes with everything. And we're lucky, Dan, because we have access to this stuff in, in quantities that yeah, yeah. You know, the late person doesn't. So, yeah. you know, if I was out there and I, you know, I only could buy one or two pairs of shorts, I'd, I'd probably go with black. Yeah. Also, oh, gray. I really like the sort of like dark slaty gray. Mm. Um, there's a nice Castelli pair that's gray. Velocio has gray, too. Um, big I don't, fan. I don't have any gray. Sh- that's a cool one. I, I never thought of that. I don't have any gray oh. shorts. Um, I've got stuff with like hints of gray, but I don't have any like slate gray, full on gray short. I think that'd be great, actually. If you make gray shorts, <laughs> give me a holler. <laughs> um, all right. So what else? What are we forgetting about uh, your experience with testing bibs? I mean, is there something that we haven't talked about that has been sort of an important consideration for you as you're reviewing all these bibs? Well, yeah, I mean, important for me, but also you know, whenever I'm reviewing something, like I said earlier, like I never want to be the voice of like, I am woman. I am, I am woman. Hear me roar for all the other women. So a couple weeks ago or months ago, I did put out sort of like an informal poll on Facebook to all my female cycling friends. What do you prefer bibs or shorts? Tell me why. Um, cause I was just wading into this bib, bib pool and the, the majority said bibs. Uh-huh. Um, and the majority said the fit, the feeling, the fit, um, far outweighed how inconvenient peeing is. Mm. Um, and a lot of women cited the lack of a waistband that digs in. Um, so that's discomfort that maybe creates a muffin top effect, um, or that like tends to like slouch over time and then expose your back or your midriff. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, that's one of the things that bib bibs do eliminate is that feeling of like something super tight around your waist. Mm -hmm. And I, I too appreciate that. Although I do think that non bib shorts are getting better at the waist. Um, I'm really excited to test this pair of machines for freedom shorts, not bibs that I just got that have this super high waist, like kind of like a yoga pant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that too will help eliminate that feeling of just like something toward of sort of like constricting you around your waist. Yeah. 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 And, and with me, for me with shorts, uh, I haven't ridden actual straight up shorts on a road bike in years because, you know, they just creep down in the back and yeah. Ain't nobody wants to see that from, from <laughs> um, but I, you know, on the mountain bike side, I will say that liner shorts have gotten much better, uh, recently as well, more comfortable. Um, so there's something to be said for the shorts, um, really quickly, uh, before we, before we call it a day here, um, how do you feel about pockets integrated into bibs? Oh, right. Um, 
actually, I did a huge ride this weekend testing a pair of shorts with pockets. Uh And I used the pocket on the side of the leg for my phone so I could access it quickly to look at my route and um, to take pictures. And I liked it. Like I couldn't feel the phone, which was impressive because you can certainly see it. Um, Is it necessary? Maybe not. You know, I I ride with a top tube bag a lot and jersey pockets are more than sufficient. Um, But for sort of like longer rides where you want something right there, I think it's a cool concept. And from what I've seen, um, I haven't seen any like examples of bad pocketing. (laughs) So, um, I will be testing more shorts with pockets. I think they are coming online more, these sort of cargo bib short model. And these were, these were the ones that have the pockets on the thigh, right? That you were using. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have you had any experience with the ones that are on the back pockets on the back? Uh, I have some, but I haven't tested them yet. Okay. All right. So we'll reserve judgment there. Well, which, uh, cargo shorts were you riding this past weekend? I cannot tell. <gasps> oh no. Okay. <laughs> they, they don't exist yet. Uh, or at all or ever. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just, I'm just sliding my foot right into my mouth. Okay. Uh, Betsy, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate your time. And for those of you listening, uh, if you have questions about this podcast or any of the other podcasts in the Velo News atmosphere, please do feel free to get in touch. My email is dcavallari at velonews.com. You can also reach out to me on social media at Brown Tie Dan. Betsy, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, my email address is bwelch at velonews.com, and I am on Instagram at the Boots Appeal. I will take this opportunity to make a quick plug for a brand new project that I'm spearheading with a colleague over at Triathlete Magazine. It's called Velo News QOM. It is a women-centric newsletter um, that highlights some of our awesome content at Velo News that has to do with uh, women's uh, gear, community, culture, racing news. Um, and we also have a women's Facebook group where we talk about things like peeability of bibs and uh, things we do and don't like. So follow us, join us, email me. Um, love that, to have you. That's Vela News QOM on Facebook. That's the group, yes? Yes. All righty, folks. Uh, please do go and follow the Velo News QOM. And Betsy, I know, is sending out a newsletter, and that would be another great one to sign up for. Uh, Betsy, thanks again for joining us. And for all of you listening, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to us uh, babble about uh, bibs. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>